My anaconda don't. My anaconda don't want none unless you're covered in monkey blood. <laughs> you're listening to America's most sinuous podcast, The Pod People. I'm Matisse Van Rossum fighting off a bad case of the jungle horny. I'm Ben Sheets, and when they go Lopez, we go high Pez. <laughs> Such a stupid fucking <laughs> <laughs> you stole from me. Anyway, no, uh, I said that during theory. the movie. He did. He did say that during the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, but after I'd said, you know, hey, everyone always talks about Jennifer Lopez, but what about Jennifer Hypez? That's how it started. Yeah. Yeah. You planted. Know, you planted the seed. You threw yeah. the first. You are a. You are a seed. no. I don't know why you're upset. You are a noted joke stealer. <laughs> <laughs> you are a noted joke stealer. <laughs> The hypocrisy makes it funny. Um, uh, Who are you, by the way? Oh, today, I'm Ice Cleave. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it's our first pick film of the year. It's my pick. I picked 1997's Anaconda, a film that is near and dear to my heart, a film that is not a good film, no. but... It sure is a great time. I think it's one of uh, it's one of my favorite uh, B movies of the '90s, B movie creature features. And uh, man, if it doesn't just have a, uh, a an all star cast, we got a lot of names in this movie. Yeah, we got it's, it. It's a stacked cast. We got Eric Stoltz. We got Jennifer Lopez back when she was doing acting. We got Ice Cube. Owen Wilson. Owen wow. Wilson. Wow. And of course. Owen Marley and me, Wilson. John Voight doing one of the most deranged performances I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. He really, honestly, John Voight is probably like 75% of the reason why I love this movie. Oh, yeah. He takes it from a generic bad movie to like a truly so bad it's good. It elevates. His performance elevates this yeah. movie. And it we, is- of course, have a rare Trejo. Yes. Mustacheless Trejo. A rare mustacheless Danny Trejo. As I was saying, you know, uh he's sort of a, a three in one, like the with Danny Trejo it's a it's a combination, right? It's the man, the mustache, and the machete. Right? But here it was just the man. No mustache, no machete. So he's a D- Danny one ho. So so ho. Solo ho. You, you get it. You get it. It, it just He's only he's only in the movie for like four minutes at the very beginning. He opens oh, not not even that. Yeah, yeah he's in the four queen. minutes is generous. Yeah, we we see him on a boat in the Amazon getting killed by an anaconda. Oh, well, he, he doesn't get killed. That's right. He shoots him. He he climbs to the top of the mast and he shoots himself before the anaconda can kill him. We don't see the anaconda yet, though. Mm-hmm. But we know it's there. We know what movie we're here to see. I gotta say. As far as cold opens go, that was a little underwhelming. I would much I rather see some Anaconda action to start off the movie. I mean, they can't blow their load too early. I the, mean, the yes, movie, they can. And, the, it's and they still do. Anaconda, and they still do blow their load pretty early. Like the movie does. It. The movie does not skimp on Anaconda action. It does not. There's a shitload of it. There's a ton of Anaconda action yeah. in this movie. I mean, I would fucking hope so. A whole lot of bad CG Anaconda. And also... And puppetry. And also pretty bad puppetry Anaconda. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what I like. You get you get the best of both. You get... Or the worst of both, but it's great. You get you get bad puppetry intercut with bad CG. And it's it's awesome. But, you know, they put a lot of work into that puppetry. Even, if, even bad. Oh, yeah. Like, there's... The work is there, and I, I do appreciate it and respect it. I was just reading <laughs> that apparently the CG anacondas cost uh, $100,000 per second oh on my God. screen time, yeah. which means they spent at least a few million dollars on bad CG anacondas in this movie. And it's great. I this is this is also you know a, a special kind of movie that's not made anymore. Similar to films we've talked about recently, uh, mid-budget horror schlock, and uh, it's but, coming back, baby. It's coming I back. But, but hey, man, in the fucking nineties, you could make a movie this dumb and shitty and get this many like 
notable named actors in it. Like, none of them are A-listers. John Voight maybe was. Well, and the big distinction here, right, is it's campy and funny and silly, but it's not in a self-aware way. No. No, no, no. I feel like if... They it made, plays it all very if they straight. They tried to make an anaconda today. It would be like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Look at the these goddamn snakes on the goddamn plane. You know? Yeah, yeah. They probably. Will. I mean, they did. They did make a sequel to this movie uh, in like the mid two thousands. I saw three sequels listed on Letterboxd. Oh really? Did yeah. they make even more? Holy One shit! One of them starred David Hasselhoff. Whoa. <laughs> The fucking twilight of his career. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw the second one. It's not good, but uh, it also maintains the uh, uh, a dark tone. Uh, it's much less funny than this one, uh, unintentionally or otherwise. This is a very funny movie, which yeah. is part of the reason why I love it so much. Cleve, this was your first time seeing Anaconda, right? It was a good time. It was a good time. I liked it. I thought it was a good fun movie and i agree with everything you're saying what did you think of john voight in this movie uh no uh again yeah uh really deranged you're getting yeah that's it how would you describe the accent deranged i i would i would i would just keep i'm just gonna keep saying deranged we spent a lot of time oh how would you describe it yeah okay for the fear of the audience yeah yeah what's that yeah what's the accent that he's Um, doing in this movie you know sort of a collaborative effort between us we but we're we we all contributed in some way to what it sounded like and i and i think it really is just this weird and beautiful gumbo of of bad accents all all combined you get you get a little, you get a little Tommy Wiseau. I think you said Ben. You get a little bit of the the a, a bad uh, a Godfather. It's it's a little Don um, Corleone. It's a little a little bit of that. It's a little bit of uh, Al Pacino. It's got it's got some of the uh, steering wheel to fly off when you're driving guy from uh, I think you should leave. It's, a little bit of Cholo. It's a little bit yeah, of that. yeah. It's like your standard Cholo um, kind of accent. Anacondas are a perfect killing machine. They have heat sensors. A warm body like Mateo's. In the water. Wasn't hard to find. Mm-hmm. They strike, wrap around you, hold you tighter than your true love, and you get the privilege of hearing your bones break before the power of the embrace causes your veins to explode. And coming and out also, of John coming out of John Voigt's face. <laughs> coming out of John Voigt's mouth. And also like sometimes it almost feels like he's doing like a German thing. Like when I first heard it too, like there was like a weird, like it's it's the intonation well, of it. He sounds like he's like a Nazi. Is the accent is very fluid. It does, yes, it's, it's not necessarily shifting. consistent. It's not and consistent, and it's pretty indecipherable. <laughs> they tell us that his character is supposed to be from Paraguay, which is pretty funny to begin with because John Voight is very white. Well, much like a serpent, you know, it undulates. Well, yeah. I do have one stupid theory on this. All right. Now, just be ready. I think even hearing it, it's going to smooth your brain a little bit. Okay. My theory here is that he's... I doubt the script was smart enough to, to consider this, so I don't... But in my head canon, he he is a Nazi. You think he's one of those runaway Nazis? He's a runaway, hideaway Nazi. He Maybe. would. He's too, he's too young in this movie. No, he's the son of one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's the son of a runaway Nazi who fled to South America... Paraguay in particular. That's why he's white. That's why his accent comes and goes and is all over the place. I mean, I like I like this fan theory. I agree. I don't think the film is smart enough, clever enough to uh, for that to be the case. But it's like I don't. But know it what else certainly. Like that's that's the only logic that seems sound, but it doesn't either. Like, well, I mean, that, you have to con- you have to consider too that like this they is they really the, buried this is, that lead if that was this the was case. the fucking nineties, you know? Like, there still wasn't that much consideration of like hiring actors and actresses who are like actually from a place that the characters from. Yeah, because they're so actors. you can it's so you can job. just so you can just slap in a white guy and and tell him do your best 
Paraguayan accent, and John Voight doesn't know what that sounds like, so he's just going to do Mexican Don Corleone. Yeah, it's, it's the era of the Seventh Warrior. Like, yeah, it's I mean, so we've funny. Got Antonio Banderas pretending to be like he's he's Middle Eastern and, and hanging out with <laughs> yeah, Vikings. right, exactly. Like, yeah, who gives a shit? It's 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 uh, the the Rock is. Uh, is the Scorpion King? Let's let's fucking roll. I mean, Mexican Don Corleone is a perfect description. It's supreme. We were making the joke during the movie. You come to me at the time of my daughter's quinceanera. <laughs> so fucking stupid, man. Well, let's back up a little bit. Let's let's talk. Let's let's get into the the general plot of the film. Sure. So it follows an expedition going into the Amazon that is looking for a uh, an uncontacted uh, indigenous tribe, the people of the mist. Eric Stoltz is the professor who's leading the expedition. Jennifer Lopez is the director who's filming the documentary. Owen Wilson's the sound guy. Ice Cube's the, the camera guy, so on and so forth. And... Uh, Immediately on their expedition, they, in a storm, they find John Voight stranded on uh, a a broken boat, uh, and they rescue him, and he is just immediately sinister right off the bat. And uh, throughout the course of the movie, he uh, sort of manipulates uh, the situation so that he is able to eventually take over and use all of these people as bait to hunt a big snake. Because that's what he does. He hunts big snakes. Man, John Voight has so many weird, crazy contortions with his face. I Um, mean, dude has a weird fucking face to begin with, but... (laughs) The fucking stank face that he's making for like the entirety of this movie and the how they constantly just like use a shot of him like sort of smirking as like a transition shot well, to the next scene. It's like a, a weird confused sneer. I the music is very dramatic and the lighting is really intense, but in the shot it does he just looks like he, he doesn't know where he is or he smelled a bad fart. I, I can't. I mean, I disagree. I think I, he's. I think he's doing he a, a very over exaggerated, hammy, sinister yeah. expression. Like if he had a mustache, he would be twiddling it. Yeah. You know, my favorite part. It's of one it of those. Is every once in a while, when he gets really mad in the movie, he'll go wide eyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so silly. Yeah, well, because most of the time he's he's doing kind of like a squinty deal, you yeah. know, because he's shady, right? Yeah. You know, he's he's constant he's constantly scheming. But then, yeah, when he gets mad, then he gets bug eyed. The contrast is really funny. Well, and all the while, too, like he's not decked out like a snake hunter. He's just wearing like a red shirt and some shorts. Like in, cargo pants, in cargo pants. Yeah, like he's not scary. Well, and he's got a he's and a ratty ass ponytail. He's got a the stringiest ponytail you can like, imagine. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, it's like and he's kind of old. Like he just he isn't he isn't really intimidating. He's not like a like an evil hunter character. Um, well, he's definitely an e- he's definitely an evil hunter. Yeah, I mean, but that, like, that like character, but he doesn't look like he doesn't have like a like a a, a, a leather string necklace with teeth on it or. A big knife at his hip, uh, or, or... He, see, he carries around a big knife. Yeah, but it's not like... A, and he's got a gun. It's not he's like got strapped on him. He's got a right. He's got a hunting rifle, and he's yeah, got a revolver. Yeah, he just kind of shows up with it. He just kind of pulls out the gun. Like it's not like strapped on his belt. He isn't. I mean, set up to be. There's intimidated. a lot of pockets in those cargo pants. Yeah, that's not scary. Cargo pants aren't scary. Thank You're you. Right. Yes, it's true. Cargo, cargo pants, pants and just a regular ass red shirt and a, you know weird cargo cargo cargo, cargo pants with a red t shirt tucked into. Like, John Voight is the not, a, not a scary The funniest part about the red shirt is he's constantly so sweaty. Yeah. Just like well, they're in the Amazon. Is, everyone else is fairly dry, all things considered. But John Voight just is constantly like. Well, yeah, he's so the villain. He's, he's, he's the villain. Damn. He has to he has to be grotesque. Now, I'm and he you. is grotesque. Now, he's not he's not necessarily intimidating, but he is now, grotesque. Now imagine now imagine instead fucking sean connery with like a steve Irwin vest no shirt underneath it all his gray sean connery hair coming up from his chest right do it give it a evil sean connery look with a big old knife at his hip on a big belt where we can see it really clearly and his calves are out and they're taut 
with some big white socks. He he'd be scary. The socks are that's just more addition, but they, he'd be scary, man. Like he'd be intimidating. Like, I mean, that totally might make movie for a, would, a be better great. movie, but a less fun movie. Well, Sean, Sean Connery, fun. Sean Connery did pass up the the role that uh, that John Voight took. Yeah, which is why I suggest. And then who are the? Uh, oh, and then. Best uh, of all, Malkovich. Uh, Mal- John Malkovich. John Malkovich was another one, which is <laughs> he would not have been scary. <laughs> he would have been. He would have been a funny choice. Yeah. Uh, I think John Voight was the perfect no, I, casting. I, I agree. I cannot. Here. I cannot imagine this role played by anybody else. Seriously, yeah. and the funny thing about it is John Voight's not a bad actor. No, he's he's actually a pretty great actor in something. Yeah, like fucking Deliverance and like Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, like and, uh, Runaway Train, one of my favorite canon movies. He's great in that. But he's terrible in this. I mean, it makes the movie. I wouldn't. I would not have him give a good performance. But it's just funny that like an actor who like definitely has some like serious acting chops and like certified fucking bona fides can show up in a movie like this giving this fucking stupid of a performance it's great i love that i love that that can happen yeah well just goes to show that he needs he needs the right kind of director to be a good actor counterpoint to that i think that poses an interesting question if you as a good actor go on to a set that you know is for, like, a campy movie, why not just fucking ham it up and give a fucking weird-ass oh, yeah. performance? You, you do, like... I what... think John Voight's performance might actually be pretty good here just because, like, he understands the assignment. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know if he understands the assignment. I think he... I think he is trying. Don't get me wrong. I don't feel like he's phoning it in. But I don't know if John Voight knows... How campy this movie is. I mean, it's called Anaconda. Like, so what? Yeah, I don't know. So what? I don't know if John. I don't know if John Voight gets it. I. I think he might really, genuinely be trying, and the direction is just bad. That, that is funnier. That's that is that, funny. That is yeah. definitely whether true or not. That is definitely also funnier. also like let's be real. John Voight, pretty good actor. Total nutcase. Oh, especially in tw- the, of a human the being. Two thousands and twenty twenty at this point. Yeah, but I mean. He's been a nutcase for a long time. Crank at <laughs> yeah, this he's point. a fucking. Well, I mean, yeah, geez, now he's a fucking crank, just shilling my pillow on fucking TV, <laughs> shit like that. And to think, he uh, birthed uh, Angelina Jolie. L- he sure did. He gave yeah. he gave birth to Angelina Jolie. Just, just squeezed her right, right out of the head of his penis. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> that's that's an image. Uh... <laughs> well, they talk in this movie about. Uh, well, well, wait, fish no, don't, don't, don't change up the... your urethra. Okay, right, I thought you were changing the subject. Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. Well, I mean, no, I we have... can change the I'm subject. I didn't. No, I don't want. I didn't... No, I want. I don't. Don't bury the lead. Keep I didn't. Going. Fish, I didn't bring going. it up. Swims up the urethra. I need the deep lore. Yeah, and uh, that's how uh, and... Angelina Jolie was first. I feel like there's still some steps missing, but that's okay. Uh, the Okay, so literally, what what does this mean? What how did he jumpstart her career? No, John Voight's her father. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You really now I'm dragging. You really didn't know that John Voight was Angelina Jolie's father? No. His name, his last name isn't Joe Lee. <laughs> <laughs> what they the, really uh, don't look the same. No, they don't, jo- Joe Lee is a sta- I'm fairly certain is a stage name. Yeah. Well, okay, I also fine. think I also think John Voight is a stage name. I'm pretty sure as well. I don't think yeah. that's his real name. Yeah. Sure, that's it's a cool name. That makes sense. They're both cool names. Editor's note. John Voight is actual his real name, and Angelina Jolie was born Angelina Jolie Voight. Man, this is wrong. But yeah, no, I had no context clue just to go on. I'd never heard that. And uh, she's a she's a nepo baby. I something that we've been <laughs> we've been bringing up. Because uh, yeah. everybody's bringing it up. I couldn't have told you that. Never, <laughs> never knew that. That's why I was saying those words. 
of confusion. <laughs> well, you learn something new every day. You learn something new every day. That's right. So he he did he did contribute to her birth. Pretty, yes. pretty directly. It wasn't a, a, a metaphor. Yeah, I yeah. see that now. I thought you meant like he was co-starred with her in a movie and, you know, that made her career. Or yeah, something. he launched her career yeah. by... By being her father. By, 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 by launching, launching her, her out of his By penis. slanging his snake around. Oh, God. All right. Well, uh, let's, let's get back. Yeah. Let's get, get back, back to track. Let's get back to snake business. <laughs> snake business. All Let's right. get back to snake well, business. Well, we were talking about the little fishies that swim up people's urethra uh-huh. in uh, the Amazon. Yeah. And they were trying to emphasize in that, like, how dangerous the water is in that area. Yeah. And yet, they're in the water for a solid 40% of this movie, I would say. Yeah, and they're constantly in danger of anaconda. Yeah, but like for more than forty percent of the movie, usually they're not worried about all the other dangers in the water. Well, because they're worried about anaconda. I mean, if 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 I was in the water, I and there was an anaconda in the water with me, that would be my worry more so than the possibility of a small fish swimming up my penis. I don't know, man. You haven't birthed Angelina Jolie before. <laughs> Damn, you're right. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but it's true. I have never given well, birth to Angelina Jolie. the joke full circle. <laughs> it's about themes. Yeah, themes. Yeah, themes. Please get to it. Thematic. But yeah, like, uh, they really start building the dangers of the jungle early on in the movie. Um, which I think is one of the more effective things in this movie. It feels like they don't know what's gonna happen next. Well, it forces them into positions where they have to trust John Voight. Yeah. Because he's, uh, he knows the dangers of the jungle. He saves Owen Wilson and his girlfriend from getting, uh, attacked by a wild boar. He saves Eric Stoltz. Well, he does, but we also find out later that he was responsible for what happened to Eric Stoltz because he put a wasp inside, a deadly wasp inside of his diving equipment. Which is not how anything works. <laughs> Which is, it's a very, it's a very weird convoluted plan. So they get the rope from the boat gets caught in the propeller. So Eric Stoltz puts on his diving gear to go cut the rope out of the uh the propeller don't know why he needs diving gear for that you can kind of just hop in the water and do it i feel like whatever um but while he's doing it he starts something starts happening he starts uh seizing seizing he becomes distressed they they hop into the water and pull him out and they find this wasp in his mouth um, and so John Voight has to give him an emergency tracheotomy, um, which, in fairness, pretty good effect that they sure. did there. They they do the whole, they actually have him, like, cut and put the, the little tube in and everything, so... Um, did they actually give him a tracheotomy on Yeah, side? they it's actually really gave impressive. Eric Stoltz a tracheotomy. Yeah, exactly. I will say the one negative part about uh, that scene happening so early in the movie is Eric Stoltz is pretty much gone out from of the, the rest, rest of the, the movie. movie. He shows he, up. He didn't really leave much of an impression beforehand. They keep for me. cutting I, I forgot to back to him where he's just like laying down. Oh, yeah, bed. you to- you totally forget <laughs> about him. And they, had, they do have to do like cutaways to him like laying unconscious in bed every now and then to be like. Oh yeah, Eric Stoltz is still alive. <laughs> and then he he never organically. It's always just a cut back to him. Yeah, like, he he appears well later on where they're getting attacked by the snake, like in the little cove by the waterfall, which just looks like uh, you were making Disney's Jungle Cruise jokes. Yeah, it's like, because oh, yeah, it's, it's like such it's like such like an obvious set. Yeah, it was that um, and the African Queen. I yeah, I was kind of bouncing back and forth. But uh, at one point, the fucking tree falls over onto the boat and. It it does a cutaway to Eric Stoltz laying in bed and just like the boat like barely shakes, but like the music is so dramatic. Well, it's like diving off the boat. Yeah, and it's being destroyed. Yeah, I, Ice Cube. Ice Cube like dives off in slow motion, like as the tree is falling. That later they just cut to Eric Stoltz. Like, oh yeah, Eric Stoltz is still alive. Still there. Well, they have to. They have to keep doing it because he shows up in a pivotal moment in that scene to jab. Uh, Deus Ex Stoltz. Yeah, Deus Ex Stoltz to jab John Voight with the tranquil. Dart, 
um, when he's about to kill J-Lo. Which they proclaim right after. Dart! <laughs> yeah, John Voight says, when he gets stabbed back, he goes, Dart! <laughs> In case you didn't know well, what he was... Fortunately for John Voight, it falls out. Once he falls in the water. Yeah, he falls in the water, and we see, like, his body sinks, but the dart floats on the surface. And off-camera... Off There's an ADR from Ice Cube. It's like, damn, the dart fell out his back. As if that would stop the effects of the dart from happening? Yeah, it turned in the movie, yes. It unplugged, yep. <laughs> it unplugged his sleepy. Yeah, right, yeah, it pulled the sleepy out of him. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's like a cork that holds your sleepy, and that's, that's how, how darts work. That's how darts work. You get darted, and uh, if you, as long as the dart stays in, you're sleepy. But if you pull that dart out, that's you it. You pull it out, you're not sleepy anymore. You just wake yeah. right back up. But uh, and the, the the funniest part about that is after that Eric Stoltz is gone from the rest of the movie again until the very end. <laughs> yeah, it's like he mustered he, he he's gone from the entire final climax and everything because he's still just like sleeping on the boat. He it's mustered. like he mustered up just yeah. enough strength to fucking yeah he, he mustered. <laughs> You, kind of, you said he mustered, then you went on to another point. I know, I know, that's, I know, that's why mustered. I... <laughs> yeah, you know, he mustered. He mayonnaise, you know. Yeah, like, uh... Grey Poupon, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, he mustered up just enough strength to get out of bed and stab John Voight in their moment of need, and then went right back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> he missed, one. he he literally, Eric Stoltz literally misses all of the Anaconda action in this movie. He, he's, he not, big nap. he's not present. He slept through the whole <laughs> and all the Anaconda stuff. Yeah. He was just um, mad that John we, Voight woke him up. I, I do want to get back to like how Eric Stoltz was taken out of the picture because assumedly John Voight is the one, his character is responsible for putting, putting the, the wasp, in, the his, wasp yeah. in the canister. So first off, let's, let's analyze that real quick. He put the wasp in the pressurized oxygen canister? No, I think he put it in the in the the tube that runs to it, the mouthpiece. And he didn't realize that immediately. Right. Yeah, no, it'd be like buzzing it's, and it's a head it's a head ass it it's a head ass scheme. Those those tubes are thin. Like there's nowhere for there's nowhere to put the wasp for that to work. Then, on top of that, they, they pull him out of the water and he's seizing on deck. Uh, or no, he's past seizing. Like his his heart. Yeah, he's stopped. yeah. Like it looks he, like he's, he's gonna die. He's not. He's not breathing at all. Yeah, he's not breathing. That's what it's not. His heart stopped. He's, he's not breathing. And John Voight is the one who comes in and gives him a tracheotomy to save him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But isn't he the one who couldn't he have just stepped back and said, "Oh, he's dead." No, he needs him to be alive because the the excuse that he uses is, "Oh, we have to go through." this specific tributary because it's a shortcut back to the hospital. Mm-hmm. If he was just dead, they wouldn't have to take that emergency shortcut. The They've been told by locals or whatever to not go that way for whatever reason, and we find out it's because that's the Anaconda territory. Well, turns out it's not just a tributary. It's a tributary. Exactly. Well, that that brings us to when, when they start going down, the, one of the first things they encounter is the wall. There's a wall that goes across the river that's been built to to keep them out. And uh, John Voight conveniently has dynamite to blow it up, because he would. Yeah, just uh, in the pockets of his cargo pants. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do, in fairness, we do see that he has a big duffel bag full yeah, of dynamite. Yeah, yeah. But it might he might as well have pulled it out of his cargo pants. Because we haven't seen it before this point. <laughs> no. Just like, oh, cool, he has a duffel bag full of dynamite. Why not? Yeah, he's Yosemite uh, Sam. Let's go. So, uh, they they blow up the wall, but for some reason, the wall is full of baby snakes that rain down upon the boat. <laughs> awesome, let's go, why not? It's great, I love it. They, yeah. have to, they, they hose them off the boat. They just get out the hose and just spray them down. Well, uh, the British National Geographic narrator, who's very obnoxious in this yes, movie. Yes, Jonathan Hyde. Uh, gets bitten by a baby snake on the finger. Yeah. And he, he throws a little hissy fit about it. Haha, <laughs> hissy fit? Because oh. the snake? Yeah. Um, that sure was intentional. John Boyd just, like, pinches it and, like, chucks it. It's a fun little little baby snake prop. It's yeah. not a very good prop, but it's fun. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. While we're talking about snake props, should we talk, should we talk about the big snakes? Let's talk yeah. about big snake. It's they big. look bad. Yes, in all forms. And you know, in fairness, like the animatronic is not fantastic, 
but I think the biggest problem is the design. They look the snake. Well, snakes. There are multiple snakes because um, they kill one of them, but they look fucking stupid. Yeah, they're not intimid. They're not designed to they've, be intimidating. They've I kind got of want them to look stupid in a movie. Like oh yeah, this. no, it, sure. It's a, it's a. At the end of the day, like these critiques are are pros. I, I love. The <laughs> they've got these fat, derpy little heads. Yeah, the scene where it like busts through the window, one of the windows. Oh, of the at J Lo. Yeah. Oh my god! It looks so funny in that shot. Um, the snake actually reminds me of the snake in Hard Ticket to Hawaii. The one that comes out of the toilet and oh. goes wild. It has oh, a similarly yeah. derpy look to it. Man, I apparently the the at one point what I was reading didn't specify when this was, but at one point one of the snake props malfunctioned because it got wet and the electronics shorted out, and it basically just like went out of control and started flailing. And they some of that footage is in the movie. <laughs> My guess if if I had to guess when that was, I would guess it's in the scene where they're trying to catch the snake with the dead monkey on the line before it kills Owen Wilson when it's like up out of the water oh, behind the boat, like flailing around. There was a point, um, when it's chasing, uh, Jonathan Hyde. Oh yeah. The British guy. Yeah. yeah. Like before he gets up the waterfall, like when he gets on land, there's a cut where the snake is just going fucking wild. Could be there, there too. Yeah. yeah. Like there, I noticed that. And then he, Jonathan hides behind the waterfall. And it does him no good. The snake gets him. Oh, no, even better. He It follows him up behind the waterfall, and he tries to jump off to get away from it. And it just catches him and fucking wraps him back up in the tree. Like, up like a fork rolling up spaghetti. So it does that. The, the snake do that so many. Anytime they catch a hold of somebody in this There's movie, no it way. is like, yeah, it is like rolling up uh, a fucking spaghetti on a fork. It's, it's so funny. It's really cartoony. It like whips. It's this giant snake. Like it's so huge. And it just, it's just capable of just like whipping across the room and just like spooling someone up instantly like a cartoon snake. Yeah. And it's pretty, it's pretty great. And, and it's always like really smooth CG when it happens. Um, uh, $100,000 per second, baby. I have to say, my favorite shot of the snake is uh, after it uh, devours Owen Wilson, we get a shot of it uh, swimming underwater, and we get a a close-up tracking of its skin, and you just see Owen Wilson's body. (laughs) The the little face in there, too. You can see... In the snake's belly. It's yeah. so funny. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Terrible CG. <laughs> Looks awful. Yeah. Delightfully so. Yeah, the snake, Um, I feel like with the animatronics that they had, minus its kind of goofy looking expression, it looks more It looks more normal than it should. Um, Like, they could have, if they're going for a good movie, they could have, like, ramped up, like, the the expression on it to, to feel more intense and evil. But, um... I do think it would have looked fine if they'd, uh, they could have gotten away with it not being as hokey if they hadn't shown as much of it, but I'm really glad they, they didn't. The, the stiffness of the animatronic would have been hideable if they'd shown less of it. Yeah, take the Jaws, take the Jaws approach and hide it for most of the movie. But, I mean... I'm super glad they didn't. Yeah, that, I'm, I, I agree with you that it might have made it less dumb, but the movie is already so dumb, it's like, I would not have wanted them to take the Jaws approach and to, like hide the snake for the whole movie. No, I'm very glad that they didn't. And, uh, again, it's called Anaconda. Like, put it front and center. Uh, and, yeah, and on top of that, too, there are still some some pretty good shots. Uh, I really like when it's on fire. Oh, at um, the end. And, you know, yeah. at the end when it's that's, chasing him down. That's, like, that part's pretty cool. Yeah, that part's great. Uh, when it first falls out of the the factory, it it looks uh, like that, that shot is, is really, really bad. Uh, hilarious really bad but then when it um when it's, yeah, it's hunting it down like and it's like coming out over the water and the whole thing is on fire like and it and, like some of it's done practically looks pretty good and the composited fire for when it's cg doesn't look too bad either especially for its age like composited fire like still usually looks pretty bad yeah the cg snake looks bad but the fire looks pretty good yeah i mean i think that the composited fire in some shots like it looks it looks better than like some of the fire and smile I like when it opens its mouth and you get the whole inside of it. Like, they, they were pretty hard to, like, detail all the little weird 
snake ridges and venom sacks yeah. and there's, stuff. There's one shot in particular that reminded me of Nope a little bit with the the inside the mouth shot. Oh yeah, when it kills John Voight that. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we get a we get an inside we get a gullet cam as like John Voight is swamped in into its mouth. Yeah, and yeah. it's all just a big practical rubbery, just a big pink tube, pink tube, and it, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, After Voight gets uh, swamped, he gets regurgitated. <laughs> That scene is awesome. so fucking stupid. I, I, we, what we haven't mentioned is that the the film starts with uh, a, a title crawl uh, talking about like anacondas can grow to be forty feet long and they're deadly predators and all of this shit. But it ends it with. Uh, anacondas are unique among snakes and that they're not satisfied to just devour their prey but they regurgitate it so they can kill and eat again and it's like first of all no <laughs> not true but, no, I'm, not but, an uh, I'm not an anaconda expert i don't think that's accurate that's not how that works second of all going off of that how can you kill something that you have already killed how can you kill and eat again? You just vomit it up and eat it again. Yeah, I feel like they added that at the eleventh hour. That was my that was my third point. Is they went back and added that later after a test screening where the snake threw up John Voight, which is great. He's all slimy and like his face is all fucking busted from being squeezed really hard. You think both his eyes are out? And he and he, and he winks at, at J Lo before he falls over and dies. Like it's great. I love it. But 100%, they were doing test screenings, and people walked out and were like, why did the snake throw up John Voight? I don't understand. And so they added that for that title crawl at the beginning. 100%. Because he doesn't do it any other time in the movie. Well, I guess guess the other snake earlier does spit the dead monkey into Jonathan Hyde's face. I guess there is that. Oh yeah, I forgot it is. It launches that a wet monkey out. Very him. funny. It is funny. There's a number of sequences here that that feel like you know, there's off camera dialogue that clarifies stuff, or you really think like, oh yeah, they did test screeners and they were trying really hard to appeal. To the yeah, like Tom the dart Terminator. falling out. You know, he goes dart, and then yeah, he hits the water. <laughs> dart and uh, <laughs> dart, and then yeah, he hits the water. And, you know, Ice Cube is like, oh damn, looks like the dart fell out, and then. Uh, also, um, when Ice Cube and J-Lo, like, wake up and they're tied up, we get a shot where the camera revolves around, like, a dead monkey's hand dripping into the bucket, and then, uh, John Voight picks up the bucket, and he splashes them with it, and when he's splashing them, it's all done in slow motion, it's a big thing of blood that flies to the air and it hits him, and I'm going, and I went like, I went, yo, monkey blood, like that, and then it cuts to John Voight and he goes, monkey blood. You didn't need to say it. I, it's my job to say it. Like, but see that I don't think they added that in post because that we get a full on shot of him saying it. It's yeah. not like ADR. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's not, not something. It's not that, them like catering in post. It's just them catering to the lowest. Yeah, it's just yeah. Here. It's like in case you didn't get it, <laughs> monkey blood. Monkey blood. It's <laughs> great. How do you write that in a script? John Voight splashes them with monkey blood. Says monkey blood. Like. You can see that, like, written on the page. I it, it, I mean, he amazing. does, his character does have a penchant for, just expla- for explaining stuff throughout the movie. Just kind of exclaiming what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Dart. Dart. What about, uh, what about when he's tied up and, uh, they're trying to get the boat unstuck and Owen Wilson's girlfriend comes at him with the knife to try to kill him because he got Owen Wilson killed. And he does that fucking Jim Cotta fucking judo hop, jumps up the pole and uh, grabs her her head between his legs and fucking chokes her to death with the power of his thighs. His old man thighs. His old man thighs. He goes he goes from he's tied against a pole with his hands behind tied behind his back and he goes from a seated position with his legs extended. She gets close and he leaps straight up in the air high enough to get his legs around her head. Yeah, like a Mortal Kombat it's move. It's so funny. Like a, like a fucking, like, yeah, 
Street Fighter character. Like, it's it's the goofiest shit in the world. At no point in the movie have we seen anything from him that would make us believe that he's physically capable of such a feat. No, and, and as and you've mentioned, since, like, he's as you've mentioned, he is a he's a schlubby middle aged man with cargo pants pulled up to his nipples and a red shirt tucked into it and a stringy fucking ponytail. But just for that one scene, because he needs to be, he's all of a sudden a judo master. Goofy. Pretty Goofy funny. Shit, yeah. Are y'all ready for me to blow your minds with a trivia tidbit that I discovered about this movie? Okay, so one of the funny things about this movie, about the Anaconda, is that because it's a horror movie, you know, snakes don't really make noise in real life except for, like, hissing. You know, they don't have vocal cords. Um, But that's not exciting for a horror movie. So you got the snakes got to make noise it's in the Jaws four tradition where they make the shark roar, right? So this snake shrieks. Do y'all have any any idea who they got to provide the snake shrieking for this movie? You'll never guess, but I'll but I'll give you one if you want. Gilbert Gottfried. That's not a bad guess, but no. <laughs> Do you have one, Cleve? Oh, man. You'll never get it. <laughs> I think it'd be, it'd be really funny if it's, like, a washed-up actor or something. I, I, is it... It's an Ice Cube? <laughs> it's not Ice Cube. Okay. It, it is uh, a man by the name of Frank Welker. You might not recognize the name, but you'll definitely recognize his <laughs> most notable <laughs> credit. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. <laughs> 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 they got the guy who voiced Scooby Doo to do the shrieks of the Ruh-ho. snake. <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's awesome. Why? Because he does animal sounds. <laughs> That's not. No. He's a voice actor. <laughs> he does. <laughs> you can't say he because he does the I voice of Scooby Doo. You can't say that he does animal sounds. I can and I will. <laughs> Cleve just said exactly what the producer said. Actually, yeah. oh yeah, he does animal sounds. <laughs> yeah. that, that's why. I, that's why I, uh, I work in the industry, man. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I get it. I get the mentality. Yeah, he's the voice actor. He does animal sounds. <laughs> he also did the voice of Megatron uh, in a couple of the the transform the Ruh-roh. late the later Transformers movies, the Michael Bay ones. Damn. Looking at some of his credits. Well, if you think about it, Energon is just uh, Transformer Scooby Snacks. Oh, he uh, he did the voice of Curious George. Did the voice of Garfield in some Nickelodeon stuff. In Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, uh, he did the voice of Garfield. <laughs> More Curious George. You know, the... More Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. And also the snake from Anaconda, <laughs> incidentally. I still remember doing, like, a meme where they took, like, Curious George, but they replaced the title on the book cover with Fuck Around and Find Out, Monkey. I mean, that is kind of Curious George's whole deal. He's he is kind of... Find out monkey. He's the Fuck yeah. Around and Find Out Monkey. And if he wasn't in a children's book, he'd be fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're telling me is, by a degree of separation, uh, this snake in Anaconda is a Decepticon. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. And a member of the mystery team. Yes. Yeah. And Curious George. <laughs> and Curious George. That was an awesome bit of trivia. Thank that's you. I think, Curi- I think Curious George is actually the closest connection because Curious George is a monkey, and in this movie they used mon- they use monkeys monkey. as bait to catch the snake. Those yeah, those monkeys really learned the the lesson of curiosity. Or whatever the Curious George is teaching. They definitely fucked around. And they found fucked out. around and found out. They did. I they mean, not death. not really. I feel like they were just kind of minding their own business, and then John Voight showed up. Yeah, those monkeys didn't deserve it. They were without sin. Let's the... see. Let's see a Curious George movie where the man in the yellow hat is played by John Voight. How about that? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Or or just doing the... doing the same accent as he's doing in this movie. You know when um uh. Lovecraft describes, like, Carcosa and the king in yellow. Do you think they're referring to the guy in the yellow hat? The man in the yellow hat? Yeah. 
Wasn't uh wasn't the King in Yellow written by uh like Clark Ashton Smith? Editor's note: The King in Yellow was written by Robert W. Chambers. Mattis is wrong again. Yeah, but it's in the Lovecraft canon. Okay, it wasn't H.P. Lovecraft, but it's it's Lovecraftian. Yeah, well, I mean, he does make reference. I think Hastur is also the King in Yellow, but he's on the plateau of Lang. Yeah, with Curious George. With Curious George. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, we digress. I think I, I was going to go somewhere and then I forgot. I, I think the only the thing I have left is uh, Owen Wilson makes uh, a mention early in the movie that the jungle makes him horny. Yeah, he's and... got a bad case of the jungle hornies. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to, to fuck in a, in a rainforest. Seems like well, a bad. Well, I haven't been in a rainforest, so I've yeah. been in plenty of rainforest cafes. Have you? I've never been Would in you a rainforest there? cafe. <laughs> now, Does, did it make you horny? Did the animatronic gorilla make did, you horny? You get the, the rain family dying and the the comets above you, and you get the big fake thunder and the. The yeah. fake gorilla sound. It's very sensual. Animatronics. Is it? It's very know. sensual. How it struck to me as like a... Have a couple of $18 margaritas. Get a sizzler tray. Before you know it, the animatronic gorilla across the room is making eyes at you. It's a theme. <laughs> that's, like, that's like saying Chuck E. Cheese. Like, oh yeah, Chuck E. Cheese is making eyes at you. No. Charles Entertainment Rainforest Cheese. Have you ever... Yeah, well... Because but... a Rainforest Cafe is basically a Chuck E. Cheese... For adults. It's not. Rainforest Cafe is a family restaurant. This yeah. Rainforest Cafe is not for adults. It's more for adults than Chuck E. Cheese is. Yeah, but by a, like a... But also, rate. like, if you put Charles Entertainment Cheese into the Rainforest Cafe, yeah, he might start looking sexy. I don't know. Oh. It's the... <laughs> Cleveland, you're... What, you, what the point, You're the missing point, the you're missing, What is going on? You're missing the point is that it's it's the jungle that makes you horny, right? Yeah, not... Well, so makes, it, understood you, not me. Yeah, the royal you. The royal you, yeah. Like, it, the general person, maybe. I'm not made horny by the jungle. I'm made, uh... I, I love mean, the outdoors. I love the idea. Like, uh... The, you've never been to the jungle. That's all I'm saying, Cleve. I've been... There is, uh... You can't... You te- can't... Technically, there's there's a few uh, national parks in the Pacific Northwest that are rainforests that have been there. But, um, uh... Those are that's, not, that's not jungle. the jungle. They're not, it's not the jungle. <laughs> no, but what I what I do know is I've, I have heard several uh, personal accounts of, of the number of tarantulas and things that are in jungles, and I don't... I wouldn't want to... I wouldn't want to... <laughs> yeah, but the danger... The danger makes it... Makes it hotter. Not spiders, though. Cleve's arachnophobia overrides any horniness. The, the, possi- the possibility the possibility that a tarantula might sink its fangs into your scrotum is what makes... Yikes! Is what makes the... The, it, the danger makes it, makes it more, more sexual. Nope. Yes. Not for me. Uh, yeah. Owen Wilson begs to differ. Yeah, well, you can take his Marley and me ass back to... That's so funny that that's the movie that you associate <laughs> Owen Wilson with. Well, it's not because it's his best role, but it's the funniest one to pair him with. <laughs> it's the family dog movie. Like, it's it's the goofy golden retriever film, so that's that's why I go to it. It's just funny. I... Should have been an air bud. I mean, I could say Owen Dumb and Dumber Wilson or whatever else, but, like, Owen... Is Owen Wilson in Dumb and Dumber? No. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't think so. Leave it in. Don't cut it out. I'm not a coward. Oh, don't worry. I was not (laughs) going to cut that. That's that's Jim Carrey and Jeff Jeff Daniels. It is, I I will say, that that is a good tangent. Uh, You know, I I guess I just get Jeff Daniels and Owen Wilson confused. That's insane. They are nothing alike. I need to pull up a picture. I can't They don't look anything similar. But it's so so funny that, uh, that... Jeff Daniels went from Dumb and Dumber to uh, what's the the Aaron Sorkin show the new the newsroom oh, the newsroom yeah oh they're both blonde and have weird noses that's why I'm thinking. oh okay I think Owen Wilson is much more handsome conventionally handsome than His Jeff Daniels nose is broken to shit he's yeah. cool I like him I, I like him as an actor he's fine he's Skater, very personable surfer, bro. Yeah, he's very personable I like I, I'm I'm just saying obvious things about Owen Wilson at this point but. Yeah. You know what I want to say? Oh, and Marley and me, Wilson. I think... What do you think? Ice Cube 
is the best actor in this movie. Earnestly, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, a, that's an yeah. easy agree. He I feel like his his role in this movie is a bit stereotypical. Sure. Like, he survives all the way to the end, though. He does. He and does, he does, he does, the, he does make it out. In this movie. Yeah, he, he does the nopes a couple times. You know, he's like, nah, we're getting back to safety. Fuck this. I'm I'm practical. Yeah. Like he does, I'm not, he does that. But I'm not saying that his character is particularly well written or interesting, but I think he gives earnestly the, the best most, performance. Definitely in the, the movie. most confident performance. You had a great bit of trivia around that character. Do you oh want to yeah, share that that uh, originally they wanted Chris Farley for that role, that which is fucking crazy. And the reason they didn't get Chris Farley is because it conflicted with his filming of Beverly Hills Ninja. I don't know which would have been the more prestigious role for him, frankly. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I do think that uh, Ice Cube is actually pretty well cast here. Ice Cube's a pretty good actor, yeah. you know? Yeah, he um, he, he's been in a lot of, like, dumb, schlocky movies, but I, I think he does have uh, some some genuine acting chops. Um, and, and like the character is not really exciting or anything, but he's good in this. I think, and you know, I think JLo is too. I think JLo is also, you know, her, her acting career is not like long and storied by any means, but I think she's a pretty good actress. And I think, I think they definitely give like, if we're, if we're talking from in terms of like believability, they give the best, the two of them give the best performance in this movie. John Voight for sure gives my favorite performance in oh, this yeah. movie. And the most interesting performance in this movie. Eric Stoltz is a big uh is a big nothing. He's just he's just not around so, for most of the movie. Fart in the wind. I do. I guess I do want to mention after they uh, kill the second anaconda by blowing up the smoke stack at the factory, which is just a whole thing in and of itself. Uh, and like you mentioned, we get the cool stuff of the burning anaconda oh, in in the water. Which... Note on that, yeah, she uh, is it J Lo climbs all the way to the top uh-huh. of the smokestack, and she can't get out. There's a grating covering over the smokestack, and Ice Cube from a different part of the factory where he can't really look up and see her. Absolutely cannot see the the he... snake is coming up at the the smokestack after yeah. her. She... No way he can see up she there. She screams, "I can't get out! It's not opening." And he says it's a it's a hinge. He says push push it from the hinges. Push it from the hinges. And she does, and it opens. It's like he has to explain to her how to open a door. <laughs> how doors work. Yeah. How doors work. Like it's just it's literally just a thing on a hinge. Like that's it. Like she could have just pushed up from it, like and it would have opened. And she was, but it's just that she wasn't pushing in the right spot, and he couldn't even see it. And he just says, "Like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's yeah, a it's a, it's a shot of him work. like kind of looking upwards, but it's like he's in a different room of the factory. It's like he She's can't, all the way at he the can't top see what's going on. The anacondas between her and him. It's like there's no way. And anyway, <sighs> he tells her how to open doors, and she figures it out because she's brave. And then jumps and into the water and then the smokestack and, and the explodes, smoke explodes. The is perfectly vertical in it which is very funny to me it's cool it's i the the <laughs> the the shot of the smokestack collapsing is pretty cool like they actually did blow up like a smokestack and then they put in a cg burning snake in there with the collapsing smokestack mm-hmm. um but uh you know once it's in the water and it's burning like you said that's pretty cool but anyway after the snake is dead and they're back on the boat and we're reminded that eric Stoltz is still alive once again because I had already forgotten him. Um, even though he saves them from John Boyd earlier, they're they're making their way back out of the the river or whatever. And oh my God! At the end, they see oh, the people of the mist that they've been looking for this whole time. There they are. They're all there, and they have this profound moment where they get this glimpse of the the uncontacted tribe that they've been seeking so long and then we get a shot of the boat against the sunset and the credits roll but i was just thinking that it would be much funnier if they're like hey look the people of the mist and all of a sudden they're just absolutely riddled with arrows roll credits (laughs) just roll credits this is like they're just 
Like, they're intruding upon this place that these people have obviously been trying to keep them out. They're presumably the ones who built the wall to block off this tributary. John Voight has this whole monologue at the beginning about how they worship the anacondas. So at this point, these people have killed two of their, like, sacred snakes. Like, they just fucking roll up out of there, out of the fucking mist, and just, like, turn... Ice Cube, J-Lo, and Eric Stoltz into fucking pin cushions. <laughs> but that wouldn't be a very uh, satisfying Hollywood ending, now would it? Cowards. <laughs> Cowards. That's the last thing I have to say about this movie. Yeah, uh, well, I'll just tack my rating on there. Um, this movie is, yeah, it, it's a bad movie, but it is textbook, like, so bad it's good. It's a fantastic 90s B-movie. Um, it is immensely entertaining from beginning to end. And, uh, yeah, just, like, a, a truly one of the most deranged performances I've ever seen from John Voight. I'm giving this a 4 out of 5. I love this movie. Yeah, this is definitely a cult classic, so bad it's good movie. I want to see them take John Voight's character in this movie and just implant that character into other movies. It would make so many other movies just miles better and more entertaining. Yeah, I want the Paul Cerrone cinematic universe, even though he got uh, eaten and vomited back up by a snake, somehow he's still alive. Yeah, um... Yeah, this is a 3 out of 5 to me. Um, Definitely worth checking out. Definitely worth watching after a few drinks with your buddies. With your friends, yeah. And hollering at the TV. This is a great bad movie night movie. Yes. 3.5. That's how I felt going in. uh, Or coming right out of it, I think. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching it. It was a hoot. It's good stuff. 3.5. Well, that'll give Anaconda an average of 3.5 out of 5. If you're looking for a movie from the 1990s about a big snake that also happens to have Ice Cube in it, well, you're in luck. That movie exists. And we just talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, we're back to new movies. Yeah. Back to new movies Good with too. a fucking... Uh, Probably a heater. I won't say certified because it has not been yet, but uh, it's it's time for Brendan Cronenberg's Infinity Pool, starring Alexander Skarsgård and Mia Goth. Oh, uh, yeah? It I'm looks hyped. fucking awesome. Oh, I'm super hyped. Oh, it's coming out. Sweet. Yeah. Let's roll. It's coming out. Awesome. That's the next episode of the podcast, so if you're as excited for it as we are, and we loved Possessor... We're big we Possessor fans here, yeah. so very excited to see Brandon Cronenberg's follow-up. So that'll be next week's episode. Don't miss it. Sponsor time! Sponsor time! It's the time with the sponsor! Sponsor time! Come and get your treats. All right, this week we have, uh, sponsoring the podcast, a seagull that understands the concept of sin and knows all of yours. Thank you, Seagull. That is one of the most threatening sponsors we've had in a long time. And personally, I relish it. Do you think Do you think that's why they steal your sandwiches at the beach? Because they know all your sins? Because you've sinned and that's your punishment, mm-hmm. is that they get your sandwich? Yeah, I think you yeah. know what? Yeah, I think that's true. I think that uh, seagulls are probably the eyes of God and the beaks, if we're being real. Damn, well, I got I got some words for God, if they're like his arbiters of justice. <laughs> well, you can take that up with the big man himself someday. You know what, I will. I'll write that one down. <laughs> All right, well, that's, that's it for this week. If you like the show, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. Shout out to our honorary pod boys, Sam Simon and Zach Confer. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at podpeoplepod and at letterbox.com slash podpeoplepod, where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. 
I'm on Twitter at some spooky snake and streaming at twitch.tv slash some spooky snake. I think when this comes out, spooky Saturday is this weekend. Uh, so come hang out. Do you know what you're doing? Uh, I'm still planning on resident evil seven. Hell yeah. That's, that's still, that's still my plan that might change before then, but that's what I'm thinking. Sweet. Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. And you can find my work on dreadxp.com amongst all of our cool games or search any of our cool games up on Steam. Uh, also, uh, most recently, you can also play some of them on Switch as well. Uh, we've got Iron Lung and... Uh, shit. What, what else? Sucker for Love! Sucker for Love is on there! <laughs> I, I, God, I did the Switch cover for it. But yeah, like uh, Sucker for Love and Iron Lung are both up on Switch. I think the... We're working at the uh, the Mortuary Assistant, a number of other titles as well. Get hype, get ready. It's coming. We've you got can, tons of other cool titles. Go, go. You wish can play it on the go uh, as well. I don't know if Red Tape will be out by the time we're talking about this, but that's a cool one where it's like a bureaucratic hell thing. It's really cute. Uh, you should go check it out. So check out all our games. Give them a go. All the love. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And I don't know about you guys, but I got a big snake that needs draining. My anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. You can do side bends or sit-ups, but please don't lose that butt. Some brothers want to play that hard role and tell you that the butt ain't gold, so they toss it and leave it, and I pull up quick to retrieve it. So Cosmo says you're fat. Well, I ain't down with that. Cause you're wasting